0: What's going on guys, and welcome to Convos with God, where I talk with spiritual leaders about how to connect with God on the most intimate level to break strongholds over your life and live out your best life. Faith is something we can't see, we can't hear, and we can't feel. But without it, it seems as if though we have nothing. I'm on a journey to have conversations with the most spiritually sound people in the world to understand how to become your highest self. On this episode, I sit down with old time friend and brother. Dylan McGuigan. I love every time Dylan and I get the opportunity to sit down and chat because he has such a growth mindset and a servant's heart. It's so important to understand how God sees you and that He can truly even use the perceived negative things in your life to bless you, to bless others, and to bring Him glory. Thank you, Dylan, for sharing your heart. I'm feeling another most trip soon. <laughs> so without further ado, episode 11 on Combos with God with Dylan McGuigan. A servant's heart. With a message, I met Dylan about two years ago.
1: was um, it that long ago? I thought it was 2018. Wasn't it? Wasn't it three years ago? It's
0: 2021. Yeah, I guess it was about three years ago.
1: I, I moved here three years ago, bro. Wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wow. And yeah, in the time that I've known him, uh, he's always had such a big heart and a, and a passion uh, for for sharing his heart and kind of what what his life has been and the passion he has for other people and helping and impacting other people to share God's truth and God's love for them. Because what a difference it makes when we truly uh, understand how much God loves us. Um, and you have been a great example of that to me. So when I was starting to think about words that describe you, I came up with three, three things that really... I, I believe embody you embody. One is like I said, you just have a giant heart. Two, you're bold. You're you're always willing to speak out on the things you're passionate about and the things you have in your heart. And you're also super determined. You're always going out into networking events, you're always doing videos, you're always doing something that is just uh you're just so determined to to spread this message that you have on your heart. So I'm honored to sit here with you and kind of unpack this. Uh, who you are and and what you're doing. So let's start at the very beginning. Uh,
1: well, my name's Dylan McGwigan. That's D Y L A N McGwigan, M-C-G-U-I-G-A-N. M-C-G-U-I-G-A-N. Uh, a lot of people get that messed up because it's Irish. Uh, I didn't choose it. My grandpa's Irish, so yeah. So, but a lot of pen- a lot of people give me nicknames. Uh, like nickname in high school was DMAC, and then my Instagram is Filipino DMAC. Uh, my Twitter is Filipino dMac. my Facebook page is Filipino DMAC, <laughs> Uh and then at work, I work at the airport now, th- now they call me Mac, D- Mac Dillon, because they can't really say my last name. Uh, anyways, i like to start off my day reading this. I found it in the Palm Beach Post a few years ago, um, and I found it online. It's called Legacy of, Ado- Legacy of an Adopted Child, uh, Author Unknown. Once there were two women who never knew each other. One you do not remember, the other you call mother. Two different lives shape you to make, make yours one. One became your guiding star, the other became your son. The first gave you life and the second taught you to live in it. The first gave you a need for love and the second was there to give it. One gave you a nationality, the other gave you a name. One gave you a seed of talent, the other gave you a aim. One gave you emotions, the other calmed your fears. One saw your first sweet smile, the other dried your tears. One gave you up, it was all that she could do. The other prayed for a child, and God led her straight to you. And now you ask me through through your tears, the easy old question, through the years, hereditary hereditary or or environment, Which, which are you the product of? Neither, my darling, neither. Just two different kinds of love.
0: Wow. And that definitely resonates with your story. So let's unpack your story a little bit and why maybe that story resonates with you so well
1: uh for those i always like whenever i introduce myself to someone new i, I immediately say my name and that i'm adopted from manila philippines and i just start from there because my identity is in christ but also my identity is in the philippines we use the adoption agency in massachusetts called wide horizons for children uh they're they work with children international children uh, children from China, children from Guatemala, and children from the Philippines. Uh, back in Connecticut we connected with some of the families that adopted children from the Philippines and we hosted um, a Filipino family get together at our beach house in Old Saybrook and now now a lot of us are all, like older and have our own lives um, but we just every time we come together it's like we're family like even though we aren't blood-related like we're family like we know the struggles of being adopted and being what it looks like to be a different skin color than, than your parents. Uh, I mean, especially in today's world, like a lot of people see a different skin color and like they just automatically assume like the, the worst, they stare They stereotype. And it's my, it's my, um, I feel that I'm called by God to lead a radical transformation Of my generation to show them that although we come from different backgrounds we are children of God and that we bear the image of Jesus like that's why Jesus died for us like he died for our sins like I'm a firm believer that Jesus Christ died for our sins and that you will be redeemed no matter what you've done in your past no matter whether your family has alcoholism whether your family abuses other children or whatever uh, whether you're financially in ruin, uh, always whatever it is that God will redeem you and that your past will be forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ.
0: Did it take a long time for you to to fully grasp that? Did you always sit like stand firm in that? or you know, I think two things uh, from what I see looking into your life that you're 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 super passionate about, one um, adopted families and, and speaking into those lives, and then also uh, people with disabilities. So I know I don't know too much about your 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 younger walk, but I guess I'll stand I'll ask the question. Did you always stand firm in that truth or was it going through different seasons of uh, you know understanding, kind of wrestling with your own, personal life, uh, being adopted and trying to understand that, uh, living with a disability and trying to understand that, that you truly, you know, can, can rest firm in that truth?
1: Uh, well, this is something that I recently wrote down. Uh, I'm still adding and subtracting, but um, using myself as an example, before attending Christ Fellowship Church, I went through the motions of, of church. I grew up with a Catholic dad and an Episcopal mom. Uh, I got baptized at an early age. Uh, Years later, I did my first communion and confirmation. Uh, Really, I was just going through some emotions and I didn't really understand the the true relationship that that Jesus wants for us as humans. And I came to Christ Fellowship in, like literally the first Saturday that I was here, I literally went to Christ Fellowship and I got immediately plugged in to the young adults community. I was introduced to Jonathan Ferguson, uh, I was introduced to Grayson Elefario, uh Ashley Warfel, uh, Jennifer Craddy, all the others that literally, like, I was alone. Like, I knew nobody in Florida, and, like, they immediately accepted me into their family. And I think that um, by me just going straight in head first to Christ Fellowship and finding a community uh, really was beneficial because I literally was in a new uh, new world. I'm just really thankful for Christ Fellowship and what they do for not only here locally, but also in our nation and in the world.
0: I definitely admire Christ Fellowship, and I'm honored and humbled to to be able to be plugged in at the capacity that, that we are. And, you know, like you said in the beginning, it was kind of tough for you to maybe... Go to young adults and speak with these people, because at that time you were feeling alone. Like
1: I didn't know like other friends that were my age. And I tried to diversify my friendship groups, um like even in high school, like I never hung out with the same crowd all the time. like i was I was just like going around me introducing myself to different people of different economic statuses and socioeconomic statuses and uh, just a diverse background. And I think that the decision for my parents made when they decided to move to uh, Windsor, Connecticut because of that such diversity, it helped me realize that although we may be different skin color, there is still a way to, be feel, to feel loved and accepted in this world, despite not being the same biologically as the people that you call uh, your, your parents.
0: Yeah, that's great. And you know, I can't, I can't speak directly relating to your walk, you know, but I have a similar walk, um, like we all do, you know, but uh, some of the things that maybe I was feeling before I got plugged in and and truly started to understand who I was. um, You know, I wrestled with a lot of shame and guilt um, and depression and anxiety and you know maybe these things are different from like being adopted or living with a disability but it all stands true in the sense of we start to define ourselves by these things and you know understanding God's truth really helps us understand how God looks at us and he doesn't see us by these things that we maybe carry with ourselves or we define ourselves he looks at us in a completely different way and um, I see that in you a lot, and I see you uh, spreading that message as well. Maybe let's talk a little bit about um, your heart for people living with disabilities and what you want them to, to understand.
1: Uh, okay, well, I'm not ashamed to say that I live with two disabilities. I have been doing some outreach um, because I was, I was born three months premature, and my birth mom... Couldn't take care of me, so I was ended up going to uh, orphanage, and then uh, once I was, once I went to the orphanage, I was placed in a foster care home family, um, for a couple couple year couple uh, like about a yearish, I guess, um, until I came to know my adopted fa- adopted family. Um, because of my prematurity, I have a disease in my left eye. It's called Uh, retinopathy of prematurity Uh, basically because my because I wasn't fully conceived at the nine months of birth uh, my eye didn't fully develop so I'm legally blind in my left eye which is why I wear glasses and it's not my fault per se it's just people they assume that because I wear glasses it's for vision but in reality it's to protect my right eye because my right eye is virtually like all that I have, since I have zero vision um, in my left eye. And I didn't realize that I had this retinopathy prematurity until um, they did one of the school tests in elementary school and they asked me to read the letters and I was getting, I was getting them all wrong, right? Because I felt ashamed to, to say that, oh, I don't know what that is or I can't see that. And I, we went to our specialist uh, Dr. Peter Walton in Glastonbury and uh, he he actually traveled to the Philippines many many times and um, he, t- he told he tried to correct it with an eye patch but it was too late by that point because my brain had already compensated for the lack of vision in my left eye um, so when I play sports I have to wear protective goggles um, but that hasn't limited me from doing what I want to do uh, I can still I'm able to still operate motor vehicles I just have to be very careful because my depth perception is virtually none so uh, my peripheral vision is good but my depth perception is it's a real challenge so like when backing up into things I've had a few accidents because I couldn't judge the distance between the car and the, the object so I have to be really careful about that um, As for speaking on disabilities, um, I also have a little bit of a non-verbal learning disability. I have been volunteering since 2019 with this organization called Miracle League of Palm Beach County. Um, It's uh, run by Julia and Jeff Cadell. Um, They have a league in Delray Beach and Palm Beach Gardens, Uh, basically the kids. All the kids have disabilities, whether it's uh, cerebral palsy, uh, autism, or whether it's a physical disability or a mental disability. All the kids, they get an opportunity to uh, play baseball. I was paired; I was less enough to be able to volunteer on their opening day. Paired with a kid named Marcus, and um, I got to talking to his mom, and she's very grateful for the league and what they stand for. And so I'll be working with Marcus and his mom for the remainder of the season. This season, they are dedicating the season to one of their uh, former players uh, named Lewis, because he uh, recently passed away. Um, And his mom and dad and brother, Zach, were at the opening day. Um, I introduced myself to the family and we said a prayer and uh, everyone is just very touched by the impact that that Lewis had but yeah these kids they uh they don't have a voice and i through my videography i want to give them a voice and say that they're loved and that they are not defined by their disability that they have worth in this life that they can feel accepted they have worth they have value they they're not defined by their disability they're defined by their heart and their ability to love others just like Jesus did when Jesus went to the wall went to the well and because no one else was going to the well and yet he, Jesus was there talking to this woman the, the Samaritan woman at the well and like everybody was giving Jesus's crap about it because because the woman was different but like Jesus he goes where people people are he's in the trenches with the people Like he doesn't care what you look like what you've done in the past like he's there with you and like there's a song called another in the fire right and it's and I think about the time when it's about uh Neshach Rishak and Abednego and like there's they went into the fire and like there's a fourth guy in the fire it was Jesus like they literally Jesus literally saved them the three of them from being burned and that's just like the power of God and like this view continually to prayer and have fellowship. And truly believe with all your heart of hearts. Uh, there's scripture. I think it's like Romans eight thirty eight, or I can get it. Uh, but I think it's like if you confess with your heart, that Jesus is King. Then nothing can stop you.
0: Wow. You mentioned that you want to use your videography to help share other stories and bring them life. Um, you recently opened up a videography company, correct? Yes. Awesome.
1: Uh, it's just my name, Dylan McGuigan, and then incorporated at the end. What really impacted me the most is uh, my high school teacher from freshman year, uh, Mr. Jason Daniels. Uh, he had a profound impact of who I am today and what I, and why I got into the videography industry um if you look on my youtube channel there's a cha- uh, video from when we first recorded um in the tv studio at my high school and we're talking about a uh, college career day and uh, I just look I look back at that day and to see the progression that I've come since 2009 it's just like I would have never imagined me in 2021 in the midst of global pandemic opening up a business of my own and I never thought myself of, as being a creative person. I'm more of a listener and I didn't see, like I literally, all I saw in high school was me graduating and going to college. I that's all, that's all I saw. Like I didn't see me having my own career in videography. Like that's not what I wanted to do.
0: I mean, I get it. We're all called to do different things and it's tough to to move in a way that feels right, you know? Um, cause there's so many distractions and so many, so many, I guess there's so people are telling you to go this way, go this way. This is right. This is right. This is wrong. And you know, I guess when you come down to it, you really have to, to use your intuition on, on living your life and leading your life the way that y- you're called to, you know? Uh,
1: well, speaking of like, trying to find your direction pastor Todd recently talked about how if you open up the Bible there's literally a topic for anything in life and explains like it's like a manual of how to live life to the fullest extent and that's where people see people get confused because they see the religion and they see it as a religion and not as a relationship whereas Jesus wants a relationship it's not about religion it's about having a personal relationship with you as an individual, and they just keep repeating that at Christ Fellowship over and over. And mm-hmm. I think that that's that's great because a lot of times people come from. I know from my personal experience, like I, there's little to no Christian education.
0: You know, it's it's really crucial to to ask these questions. Uh, you know, crucial to ask questions in general, and that's kind of how you get to the truth. You know. And not be afraid of digging a little deeper or asking the questions that may be offensive or that you just truly don't understand. So if we don't understand, we can't, we can't understand, we can't know the truth, you know. So it's kind of peeling back the layers um, to to get to that truth, to truly understand who God is, to truly understand who Jesus is, um, and what what they have what the plan is, I guess, you know, and who we are at the end of the day as a collective people and as an individual. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I'll I'll go back to the opening statement. Like, life is full of decisions. The Bible is full of direction. And you kind of encapsulated that. Um, so true, so true. And we, we shouldn't be scared of the truth because um, it's, it's there for our own good. Yeah, so I mean, as far as like, Learning, we can learn in two ways, right? Experientially, going through these things, uh, doing things that uh, we didn't see the signs, so we did the wrong thing, and now we know what the right thing is. Or we can learn, you know, from the elders that have had experience before that can kind of speak and pour pour into us, um, and then take that back to the word and truly just develop ourselves into into who we're called to be. Well. Dylan, I appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing your story, sharing your heart, and uh, you know who you desire to impact, and and how you're doing that. I'm super happy to to continue to walk alongside you on this life, and uh, I'm I'm really excited for all that God has in store for you. And if there's anything that I can do, brother, I'm always here for you.
1: And to conclude, I will read Matthew 25:40, English Standard Version. And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Uh, That verse really stuck out to me um, because sometimes I feel like I did the least, but yet um, I have others telling me, like Austin and my family, that even though that I feel the least, that I did the least, that they see it that I'm doing the
0: most that I can to achieve all that life has. Dylan you are truly a blessing to me and so many others around you I appreciate you coming on here sharing your heart and sharing so much truth with us today continue to be a light to those around you as the light is in you well there you have it episode 11 on convos with God if you made it to the end I'm truly grateful and I'm excited for more to come until then Remember to stay calm, listen to God's word, and the rest will fall into place.